five, four, three, two, one. Well, I'm Rob Reiner, and uh, over here we have... Uh, my name is Will Wheaton. I'm Corey Feldman. And we are part of the uh, filmmaking team that brought you Stand By Me. And uh, I wanted to uh, say before we even get started um, that this movie meant more to me than any movie I've ever made before or since. So I don't know if I ever told you guys that, but it, it, it's true. Yes. And now I here, didn't know that. Yeah, it's tr absolutely true. Well, we're glad so, to be a part of it. Well, thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for uh, having us. The music here is by... Uh, is, we're using, uh, we took Stand By Me and we used it as part of the score. And Jack Nietzsche, uh, who was the uh, composer uh, and did the score for us, was on the session where they did the original Stand By Me. He mm. was a, a musician on the wow. session. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting thing, this whole thing about how Richard Dreyfuss uh, became part of the movie. Originally, I did this with another actor. Marshall Bell, right? No, no Marshall, Marshall Bell, Bell plays is in the my father. Yeah, Marshall oh. Bell's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. This was done with another actor, but he, um, his voice wasn't good for the voiceover. And since that was so much a part of the movie, mm. I realized I couldn't use that. Uh, so I tried to revoice the actor with many actors, including myself. I tried to do it, and it never worked. Finally, Rick Rick, Rick Dreyfus agreed to do it. Mm. And uh, he agreed to do the voiceover, and then he said, well, why don't I just reshoot it, and you can use me? And so we reshot it with him, mm -hmm. and that's how he got in. And there's the first shot of you, Will. There he is, Will Wheaton, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I remember shooting that in Brownsville, Oregon, and just how excited I was to be in this place that was uh, completely redressed. It was like walking into a time machine. And do you know that now in Brownsville, Every year they have a, uh, a ceremony, a ceremony yeah. where they celebrate Stand By Me. They have a pie-eating contest and yeah. all of that stuff. Have you been there? I, have, I, I haven't, haven't been there. So I went to Brownsville uh, six or seven years ago. My wife has family in Oregon, and we uh, took our kids up to visit her family. And I did said, you go to the and town? I said, I did, yeah. Oh my I said, God. listen, we're going to go do this. And they oh. were like, ah, oh, come on. Oh, and, there's, uh, River. there's River oh, Phoenix. River. And there you are. With that zit. <laughs> that's all you can think of, that's right? All you can think of is this it, right? Every time I, I watch this, it's like, oh, there's this it again. Couldn't yeah. I have done a better job covering it up? But you know, you know, Corey, you were the only one that could play that part. We saw so many actors for your role, and you were literally the only one that came no in. No other child was that disturbed at that time. <laughs> <laughs> <There's no reason why. laughs> have you brought the the, the 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 intensity and the anger and all of that and thank you, you were the only part person that could play the part um yeah it's it's uh it's amazing watching this scene in particular because i remember the camaraderie that we had at this point you know we just it was one of the first scenes we shot right yes and yeah. it was uh it was just we'd spent so much time in rehearsals playing those games that you created right. for us and yeah i think a, a lot of people don't know that we we did like theater games. It was yeah. almost like acting classes. It was like two, two weeks of acting, of acting classes. Class. Yeah. Yes, we did that. And then we worked on the script. So by the time you guys were ready to uh, be a foursome, you really had uh, connected with we each really other. really felt each yeah. other, yeah. I've been talking about this movie for a long time because it, um, you know, it oh, means. There comes Jerry. Look at him. There's Look Jerry O'Connell. Look at that. Look that little schmen that <laughs> Schmendrick, that little fat Schmendrick is now married to Rebecca Romain. Yeah. Who can figure? Look at him. Well, you should have seen what Rebecca Romaine looked like in those days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
At some point in here, I look right down the lens, and it has bothered me for over 25 where, where, where years. Where is it? Somewhere in this, in, in this scene, I think, anyway, no. it's coming up. I look right into the camera. There it is. Maybe, yeah. No, not there. When I showed my kids this movie when they were like 8 and 10, uh, they were busting my balls about that. Like, immediately. Why, why did you do that? Why, <laughs> I thought you were a professional. You guys remember when Jerry got bit by the dog? Oh, my oh God. Man. How can we forget yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he taunted this dog. Yeah. He kept taunting the dog, and the dog bit him. And we'll get to the scene where you see. You'll see he has a fat he lip. Stitches, He's yeah. got the fat lip. You guys want to go see a dead body? Well, I was under the porch digging, you know? We all understood what Vern meant right away. Now, what's so what's so uh, wonderful about this movie is that that narration uh, and the whole picture really is 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 we can credit Stephen King because mm -hmm. Stephen King not only wrote uh, great characters but the dialogue and all that narration is mostly taken from his novella, which was called The Body. And we changed it to, because we didn't want people to think that, you know, it was like a Stephen King horror movie. Right. This was a character piece, so we changed it to Stand By Me. It was four seasons, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was D a book Different book, seasons. Different, different seasons. seasons. Yeah. Right. And in oh, the yeah. Four seasons of the hotel. There's a hotel <laughs> and, and, uh, and Vivaldi's uh, <laughs> great work. But uh, it was from a book called Different Seasons, which also included uh, the Shawshank, uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, which right. we also made a, right. a film from. But they were film, they were stories that were not uh, typical Stephen King stories. They were more character-driven type stories. And you know, there's an anecdote that I never asked you about, yes. which is that uh, back when we were shooting this, as, as you know, Michael Jackson and I were very close. Yes. And Michael called me up before you had switched the name to Stand By Me, and he said, I saw a screening of your new film, and they're, they're asking me to do some music for it. And it was for the body. And the right. question I always wanted to ask you was, was he writing an original song for it or was it for no. the use of no, the, he the was, Jackson 5 thing? No, they were actually talking to Mike, possibly Michael Jackson to sing a new version of Stand By Me ah. for, the, for the film. And I, even though we all loved Michael Jackson, I felt there was a... This was all about going back into 1959 and the time. Yeah. And Stand By Me came ac actually out in around 1960, I think it was. And I wanted to keep with the original uh, song, so yeah. the, the song that we used was the original by Benny King, which was number one when it first came out 25 years earlier. When it, the film came out in 1985, that actual recording of it went back to number yeah, one, which has yeah. never never happened before or since. And those guys all did the video, River and, and you. Yes. And oh, Jerry man, if you, want us, if you want really clear photographic evidence of how little rhythm I have, <laughs> uh, really, like just really watch watch that video because yeah. they're like, no, just shuffle your feet and snap your fingers, and I'm like, you know, they're 14. I'm like, look, I can do one or the other. <laughs> the, both of those <laughs> things are not are not going to happen. That's that's just not going to work. Well, and that's a very nice anecdote for people. Michael Jackson almost. Yeah, he, he, no he could have been. Awesome. He could have been successful. Yeah, yeah. he could have been. Would have had this break. He could have been a hit. We 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 we, we crushed his career. <laughs> that's right. Stifled. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a plan and a half. 
when I went up to Eugene uh, and and then to Brownsville a few years ago, uh, a lot of the locations are preserved, right? Like the yes. that sign that we painted on the wall yes. for Coca Cola right. is still, it's still there. there. Yeah. And uh, they paved the alley behind like the Blue Point Diner. Oh, seriously? And, yeah, it's not it's not rocks anymore. The the cemetery is still there. And if you go to the Chamber of Commerce, they'll give you a map, and they have this walking tour. Oh, and that's great. Me, the Chamber of Commerce told me that, uh, or not the Chamber of Commerce, the visitor center. They they said. Yeah, uh, hundreds of people come from mostly from Japan and from Scandinavia every well, year to come and see this. And the treehouse was gone. Yeah. Oh my and, god! And uh, and I realized, like, yeah, of course the treehouse is gone. Right. Of <laughs> the treehouse yeah. still be gonna there. Some wood up in the tree. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I went to Eugene last summer on my summer tour with my band. Yeah. And I played Eugene, uh, which was the first time I'd really been back there since the movie. Did you go to the hotel? Um. I don't know, because I was only, it was like an in and out quick yeah. thing for a day. There, there's Marshall Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went there and I was like, I don't recognize anything. This yeah. is really weird. Like, it's become this really, really kind of cool, kitsch kind of place. And then I forgot that we'd shot in Brownsville. Yeah. So I was looking yeah. around like, yeah. why don't I recognize anything? Yeah. Where's the set? Well, and the reason there were so many Japanese, I think, is because it's a huge, huge film in Japan. Yeah, and it's, it's a play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really? I was. I went to Japan now, to promote. Here's, here's John. You know, pictures of John Cusack, who played your brother in the film, and I had done a film with him called uh, "The Sure Thing," sure and he thing. agreed to to play the part in this film, and I was really happy to have him because uh, he added a lot, and I think it was in in this scene, wasn't it, where he comes in? I remember we shot this on that it was a sound it wasn't really a sound stage it was like a lumber mill or something that had been converted to a sound stage or something yes, like that it was like a warehouse yes, yeah a warehouse and i remember there, there's john I, I so clearly remember walking into here uh for rehearsal and some of the lights had already been set and it had this beautiful sepia toned nostalgic look to it and uh and yeah, tom sitting, del roof uh who does the cinematographer did a tremendous job on this film and i just did another film with him which was also set in this time period and i used him because of He's able to give you this beautiful, uh, nostalgic warm, look. Yeah. yeah. And then it flat snaps back, and this light is so cold. Yeah. And Marshall's so cold, too. It's just, yeah. uh, it's uh, so jarring. Yeah. Marshall and I did a thing together for Stand By Me, a film festival for uh, American Movie Classics, I believe. Ooh. Robert Osborne, that's what it was. It was Robert Osborne's yeah. film festival. He stole the milk money at school. Looks the same. He's a thief yeah. in my yeah. book. And that's on that soundstage. And then, like, back, if you kept going past where he was walking, that's where we had the, uh, the, the, whole, the no, the, the campfire. The campfire, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the big campfire. Yeah, yeah. This was a very long lens we used here. We use long lenses a lot of times in the film, particularly on the railroad track, which we'll show. I remember all those scenes when we But were... here's a little thing that, wait, wait, listen to this. Here he's, some, here he's saying sure thing? Yeah. Thanks a lot, sure thing. Right. I always find a way to get some another of a reference Movie from reference. another film in another film, and that's a one that nobody ever knows. <laughs> so if you look at my films, that. there's always a I little something that. from another film. Sure thing, he says right there. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird when, like, Kiefer jumps out of the truck and he's like, someone need a spinal tap. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, yeah, I know. That was, you try to force that one in there. Here, here's the Blue Point Diner. Yeah. This is, and you say they paved it back here. Yeah, so the street behind it, it's like a little paved alley now, but the door is still there. I can see that. I just remember walking through there, and you know, I'm sort of having this massive nostalgic wake yeah. in my head, and my wife and my kids are like, 
Can we leave? <laughs> yeah. It's hard watching River. It makes me really sad. <laughs> and this lady who comes out here, Madeline Swift, she was my assistant. Really? She was an actress and she got a... Here's the uh, the introduction. I think this is where Kiefer comes into yeah. the... Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. This was his first performance, right? Well, no, he had done a, a movie called uh, Bay Boy, I think, was it from Canada, but uh, this was the first big breakout performance from him, an American film, I think. Honest. He was great. In this yeah, movie. he was friends with uh, Ray Gideon and Bruce Evans. Mm -hmm. They knew his father, and he was friends with them, and Ray and Bruce were the producers and... Uh, the writers. Writers, right? yeah. That, uh, that pool hall's a restaurant, and, really? uh, yeah, so we went and ate lunch in that restaurant, and I think, Wild. I think it's called Irby, was that the first AD? Yeah, Irby Smith. Well, I got a story, I'm not going to tell it on this, but I'm, when the cameras stop rolling, I'm going to tell you a great story about Irby Smith. Mm -hmm. I like great stories that can't be told. Oh, no, it can't be told, it's too filthy. I'm going to do it anyway, and you'll cut it out. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Okay. I'm going to do it. When we get to it, I'm going to do it. All right. And then you'll cut it out. There's, there's Kiefer Sutherland. And Casey Shamosko. Oh, that, that, oh no, no. that's Bradley Gregg. Bradley Gregg, yeah. I should have known that. I remember when we filmed this, River really wanted Kiefer to grab that cigarette and put it right up into his face, yeah. like really get it close to his face. and. You know, we were kids, and I was like, that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like yeah, yeah. That, it's like that Olivier story. Yeah, yeah. Why not try acting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Acting would be. Uh, yeah. But uh, look at how, sorry, look yeah. at how scared he yeah. looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like the little puddle that's left behind on the cement. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very real. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. like tears. The Kiefer was so good in this movie. Remember how afraid of him we were? Well, he was a wild man. I mean, he and John Cusack used to run around crazy and ride, drive cars and go crazy. I didn't want to hear the stories because if I heard what they did when they were not working, I would have gotten <laughs> too upset. But they all for Clint. Yeah. People ask me all the time, like, why, uh, why, at the end of the movie, like, why doesn't Gordy get his hat back? And I remember asking you when we filmed that, and I remember you telling me because. Ace took that hat and he threw it in the garbage when he went around the corner because yeah. that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he, I don't think he cared about the hat. He just yeah. wanted to take it from you. Yeah. And this was this was also a magical summer, in that we we were up in Oregon. We spent sixty days shooting, and we didn't get rain one day. We had sixty. Yeah. The whole picture takes place over a two day period. Yeah. yeah. And. We had to have continuity, obviously, and we had beautiful weather for 60 straight and days. The, and the complete irony is that the only cloudy days were the days when we found the body. Well, no, no, I'm going to tell you a story about it. You think they were because we silked in half of Oregon, and it was sunny that day, too, and that's really? the story I'm going to tell you when we get to that point. Wow. But, well, uh, me. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it, it was totally cloudy because we silted in. But what a... What a uh, it was like movie camp. I, I felt like... We were all there for the summer. Yeah. It was like being at camp. We had this beautiful, uh, you know, Oregon, uh, you know, countryside and the beautiful weather. And it was like, you know, a, a dream. And for me, it was like a coming of age. Even though I was, I was 35 at the time or even older, I think, to me, it was a coming of age because it was the first time I had done a film that was not 
uh, something that my father had I felt I was breaking away from my father. And, and that's why it's such an important film to me, because the character that Gordy plays, the character you play, Gordy, was all about f getting acceptance from his father, feeling like he didn't get acceptance mm. from his father, yeah. and that he got all the strength from his three buddies, from his friends, mm. that gave him that strength. And that's what happened to me. And even though I was much older, it reminded me of what I had gone through as a kid and how hard it was for me to break past my father and, and be accepted. So this film meant all of that to me, and that's why it was so important to me. And I guess, ironically, it was much the same for me because it was the first time that I stepped out of, of the nest egg that was created around me. It was the first time that I was on my own. My parents yeah. weren't up there. Well, that was scary I, uh, for me. I always wondered about that, Corey, because they literally, I mean, you were 12 and yeah. turning 13 in the middle of the picture, and they, and they literally you. dumped you yeah. right there. And I said, oh, my God, this poor kid, he's all by himself. There's nobody to yeah. take care of him. And he kind of, and it's... It's really and reflective of who you are in this it's, movie. It's the only reason I got through the picture, you know, because they were so wacky at that yeah. point that it was only doing me harm to yeah. be around them. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of the freedom of being able to kind of breathe and stretch out a little yeah, bit yeah. that I think afforded me the ability to do this character. Yeah. No, you were you were like I said, the only look at look at you. You're on the track here, waiting for a train to run over it. you. The train dodge. Man, yeah. I remember how emphatic you were about this. You know, this train dodge. It's got to be the biggest thing in your life. Yeah. Like you were so excited yeah. about. Well, this. the reason I was excited is because I believe this kid Teddy Duchamp is so crazy mm. that if his buddies didn't jump up there and drag him off that track. He would have allowed that train to kill him. Yeah. He was so crazy that, you yeah. know, he would just get as close to that train as you can imagine. he's in it. I mean, you see yeah. it in his eyes. He's yeah. just there. He's locked in. Yeah. I love that. I remember when we shot this on one of these takes, River ran up the side of the tracks to get you, and his feet kind of slipped out from under him. Mm. Yeah. And the yeah. train wasn't going that fast. There was plenty of time for him to no. get up there, but I so clearly remember Rick Barker, the uh, stunt coordinator, jumping up. I can see yeah. him jumping up and waving his arms like, cut, 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 and him and River still staying in the scene and going up and getting you. Mm. And th and it was it was so intense. This and whole... I forget a line there. I'm supposed to go, hey, and put my hand on him, mm. but I was so like, ah! Yeah, but what it just happened yeah. that yeah. I dropped I forgot the line it has always bothered me <laughs> well we can we can we can loop it we can yeah. here you go and action go yeah. but hey. here's, here's something interesting watch watch Jerry's uh, look at Jerry's leg when 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 you guys walk up towards the track it's after this little scene here you'll see something that I'm sure you guys have noticed but maybe you haven't and I'll probably ruin this for the rest of the people from now on but his radio mic is hanging from his leg. No, no watch, way. watch, 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 watch Jerry. Look at Jerry's leg. Look at Jerry's leg. Look oh at his, my God. Look, see his radio mic? That's his radio mic. Look, look, right there. Right on his left foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now and Tim Roslin was the transport coordinator. Transport coordinator. So it says the Roslins. Yeah. Now, this mailbox baseball thing was something that uh, Ray Gideon, uh, who's one of the producers and writers, put in the script because he was raised on an Indian reservation mm -hmm. and this was a game they used to play. They really did. They played mailbox baseball. With, where they with wooden mailboxes. Yeah, well, wooden or metal, whatever, but that's, that's why we put that in there. There's Casey Shamasco in the there back is, seat. Yeah. And that's Gary Riley, the other older tough kid. Now that kid you casted locally, correct? No, no, these guys were all cast out of L.A. There was one kid I cast locally, and you'll see him in the tattooing scene. Uh. 
I cast I cast him locally. But these guys were all cast out of L.A. I just watched Casey in uh, Three O'Clock High the other night on on cable, and it's such a funny movie. He's such yeah. a great comedic yeah. actor. Yeah, he's a terrific actor. You know, it's ironic to me how much of this kind of set a staple for the rest of my next few years because. Obviously, I did Lost Boys next with Kiefer, right. and then I ended up working with Nina on the very next film, which was Casey's sister. Right. Yeah. Uh, she did License to Drive. Right. <laughs> small world. It's, yeah. it's a small. It's our whole community is a small community. Funny, I forgot to laugh. Okay, so here's the here's the junkyard scene. Remember the guy that was like a quarter of a mile from the junkyard and he was running his chainsaw? Oh yeah. Well, that that's always a thing that happens when you're making a movie. Is, is, is controlling the, your atmosphere. There's a guy running a chainsaw, so it's ruining the, the, the sound. So you go to, you tell him, you stop the running the chainsaw. He says, I'm not doing it. I got to do it. So you pay him, you know, a few dollars to stop running the chainsaw. And then he tells his buddy, hey, they're paying money to, you know, stop him. So he starts, so he starts his chainsaw. You know. Start up the truck. Yeah. The very famous uh, terminology for that is kill the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. 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 He won't live to be 20, I bet. Remember the time you saved him in the tree? Yeah. You know, I... Remember River telling me that... Because there's a flashback there that was filmed that but was cut, cut, Yes, right? we cut, we cut. And I remember... Are they going to put that in this, you think? No. Deleted scenes? No. No. Because we never... No. We had it. We never shot it. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, Yeah, I remember. Remember you being on the harness. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, harness. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. I forgot about Where that. Where is it? Is it it's, in your it, it's somewhere. somewhere. It's somewhere. I remember River telling me after River and I were pretty close after the movie, and uh, then our lives kind of went in very different directions, and yeah. like we just didn't hang out anymore. And uh, he uh, he said that that cut. He said it always made him feel sort of like uh, like he had messed up. Yeah, like he timing. dropped the line and forgot something. You know, yeah. no, it was like, like from there to there. And I and I, I was like, but that's not. No, it's not, and it's not yeah, your no, fault. Yeah, no, that was something that really bothered him. He yeah. brought it up to me, too, a yeah. couple times, yeah. I love this scene because when I was a kid, at that, I was the, the, this age at 1959, and we talked about Mickey Mouse Club, and it was a big deal that Annette Funicello had the... Had boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's right. I've been noticing lately that the A and the E are starting to bend around. Yeah. And you guys, you guys, I had to explain a lot yeah. of this stuff to you guys. Because you didn't know what that meant. I, I said they had to name Annette across her thing, and then the A and E, because she was starting to get And I, I remember saying, but why would that happen? <laughs> yeah. Now you, you, do you understand it now? It, got you got it, it now. Okay, it's good. It's called surgery. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was it. Yeah, look at this. Everything was there. And Dreyfus's uh, voice is perfect for this, because he he was uh, he had a sense of humor, he had intelligence, and he also had the the uh, the dramatic edge to it. He's so, a brilliant actor. Yeah, he's a wonderful actor. I love that. Look, Vern has the comb there. That was a big deal for him. Oh, so that he funny. brought a comb with him on the thing. That, in case in case because the whole idea was that they were going to find this body, they were going to be famous, they were going to be on the news, right. and he wanted to make sure that everybody could so they had the comb. But then meanwhile, he has no hair, right. you know? Yeah. He, what does he need to comb, you know? That, uh, that moment on the train trestle, which has been decommissioned and taken down, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah, that moment on the train trestle when he looks up and he goes, I lost, lost the, the comb. comb. And, yeah. it's, and he's so genuinely heartbroken yeah. and so genuinely sad. It just kills yeah. me every time. Yeah. Moons and Goochers. We still say that. We, uh, my friends and I, 
like, we can't help it. I mean, even though I'm in Stand By Me, and I'm sure this happened to you, too, it's such a huge part of our generation. Mm. Like, I quote it all the time yeah, as a really? pop culture thing, really? right? And, I, mean, and I, I quote things that are Gucci's. The Cherry Pez line, I think, yeah. comes up once yeah. in a while. My kid, my son Ryan, says that's a Goocher all the time about <laughs> all sorts of things. I don't think he's ever flipped coins in his life. No, right. Really. But, you know, no, something, something soon, But they don't Goocher. even have coins anymore, do they? No, they don't, no. My, no, parents, so. uh, my parents, my, uh, I have friends that will come up to me, or people, random people will come up and they'll say, my father stormed the beach in Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a big moment. <clears throat> the funny thing is I found out that my grandfather actually was on the beach in Normandy. My my uncle. My uncle, was on, my uncle was on the beach in Normandy. And I have his World War II jacket with a purple heart. He, he left it to me. Oh, my God. I, one time, watched... You were on Normandy. I, I, right watched, the, I watched The Longest Day. <laughs> I just well, wanted to be you, part, I just wanted to be part, part of the Part of the conversation. Yeah. I understand. Thank you. And then your mother goes around the corner and she licks That was a big deal. In those <laughs> days, uh, make, ranking out somebody's mother was... Yeah. Mother. It was, it, that was a big deal for us. You'd make fun of somebody's mother. That was the worst thing you could do. Now, here's an interesting thing. This is... Uh, that's Bruno Kirby's dad, uh, Bruce Kirby. And Bruno, who recently uh, passed away, he was a close friend and I did a lot of things. But that's his dad. Um, Bruce. Spinal Tap. Yes, mm. Bruno was in. It was great in Spinal Tap. Yeah. This whole scene is all about, um, you know, Gordy having to live up to his his brother. His father always thinking that his brother was the star of the family. He was the great football player and yeah, all I that. I love this scene. Yeah. And so, this poor kid has to hear this everywhere he goes. Yeah. Which I imagine. You probably did. Oh, God, yeah. Your dad's the greatest thing that ever, you know, yeah. your dad, he's the great, and he is, but it's tough when you're a kid growing up to have to live up to something. See, this was the flashback to that. Francis McCain? Yes. Yes. She's wonderful. What I hear, son. Are you going to see Jane after the game? This is such great filmmaking, Rob. Thank you. Another thread shoot, Frances McCain was in Gremlins. Oh, she was? Yeah. Everything was just wrapped up around this There movie. you go. Yeah. Bob, did you read the story that Gordy wrote? Young John looks, that's crazy. Because he was like what is the he's old like, kid he's like, to me. He's he was like 20... He was 19 there. Wow. But I remember like when 19. he came in, because I was such a big fan of this sure thing and Better Off Dead, and I went... This, you know, I'm so excited to work with this well-renowned actor, you yeah. know, and he's a big dude, you know, and yeah. actually he was just a kid. You play football. Hmm? You play football. There's a scene coming up here, which to me is why this movie worked so well and why all the work that we did uh, in preparation for the movie, all the theater games and all the rehearsals uh, paid off. Uh, is the scene where where the junkyard guy tries to, you know, attack you for mm. your father and all that, and you go crazy. Milo. Yeah, Milo, and uh, with the dog. And th when you guys are walking away from the junkyard, you'll see when it comes up, and I, I want to talk about it now because um, I want people to look at it, which is there's four of you walking, and there's no cuts until the end. Yeah. All four of you, and every single piece of... Uh, dialogue is perfectly timed. The mm. attitudes are perfect. The timing is perfect. And um, you guys are all 12, 13-year-old kids. 
And to be able to do that without cutting away, most times when you're working with young kids, you have to cut away, you have to do a lot of spoon feeding because they, but you guys were like a unit. You had become a unit and in that scene, you'll see that there's no cutaways until the end and I'm very proud of it for, for what you guys were able Thank to you. do. Here's something I have to point out. This shot right here yeah. happened, not that one, but it's the cutaway, the, the close-up on, on Will right there. That was, I believe, 52 takes or something of that nature. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys remember that? It was a it lot was, of, not 52, yeah, I never did 50. No, it was the longest, yeah. the most amount of takes on anything look in the, the entire dog, film. Look at the dogs grabbing you. Was you jumping over the fence and landing. Because really? it was just so hard to get you to land in the exact perfect spot and not get dust in the camera and everything. It was just very complicated for whatever reason. And I remember sitting there all day going, are we going to get this cut? Are we going to get this? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Um, I remember everything else about this. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then the other thing is, you know, you were talking about how great that, that shot is, this long tracking shot. I hated my performance in it. Oh, no. It's funny that you said that. I've, because, heard, you, I've heard you talk yeah, about this before. Because I'm always like, man, I could have done better. I could have done better. Well, I think that's always the case. You always think you could do better. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, this is why you were so good. The, 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 nobody else could have played this part the way you did. I guess I could relate to... And that line I actually stole from Dan Aykroyd, I have to be honest. You rip your head off and shit yeah, down yeah, your yeah. neck? Yeah, that was from a movie he did called Dr. Detroit. <laughs> I'm gonna rip your head off and shit down your neck. Now, of course, we get the credit because people didn't see Dr. Detroit, right? <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's a crime that no one ever saw Dr. Detroit. Yes, that's true. I know all you guys and all your fathers are gonna get a call from me. Except for the loser. Oh man, the greatest, greatest day in your adult life is when there's kids on your lawn and you get to tell them that you're gonna call their parents. Yeah. Uh, it's such a wonder. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, you, you, it's where you feel the most empowered and the most impotent all, all at the same time. Come back here. Okay, now here's the shot, and you should watch it because even though you may not think that you were good in it, uh, I think you guys were amazing. This is the shot. The camera doesn't move, and you watch the timing on it. So you know what it is? It's like I'm, I'm hiding my head in my hands because I feel like I'm not bringing it enough emotionally. So I was, like, ashamed of it. I wondered how Teddy could care so much for his dad who practically killed him. And I couldn't give a shit about my own dad who hadn't laid a hand on me since I was three. And that was for eating bleach under the sink. You raped my old man. Why do you care what a fat old pile of shit like him says about your dad? He still stormed the beach at Normandy, right? Yeah, forget it. You think that pile of shit was at Normandy? Get it, all right? You don't know nothing about your old man. He's just dog shit. Whatever is between you and your old man, he can't change that. Forget it, all right? Just forget it. This timing. Still, the camera hasn't cut yet. Have gone. <laughs> oh, he knew just when to come in. <laughs> the camera still hasn't cut yet. That's great. Not till now. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling everybody's good time. It's okay, man. It's okay. I'm not sure it should be a good time. See, that's the first cut. Yeah. And wow. so, yeah, all of that stuff was timed out perfectly. I mean, it looks simple. Mm. But those kind of things, people who make films know that that's not an easy thing to do, particularly with four young kids. Yeah. I might have 
you know, Corey, you said that you sort of were sort of like, you know, hiding from like the performance a little bit. Mm. But I think it works because I can't imagine that Teddy would want his friends to see him so vulnerable like that. Yeah. And it's almost like he can't help it. Yeah. And wants to wants to protect that. Well, that's one of those insights that maybe you look back as an adult and you see that. But as a kid, yeah. you know, you're all about trying to impress everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I think my guess in those days would have been to try and do more, whereas yeah. now I would try to pull back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's yeah. a decision you make later in life. So it was probably because of your great directing, Rob. There you go. There you go. It was necessary. She's a Catholic, man. <clears throat> all like that. Yeah, the guy who's uh, get yourself a Protestant. And the back is it was a local guy, not not these guys. LAM Newsbreak. We interrupt to bring you an update on the search for the missing 12-year-old Ray Brower. And that's the other thing. You look around in that area and all those, you know, those backyards with, you know, beaten up cars and thrown out sinks and things. That was all over that area. Yeah. I mean, we didn't very much, we didn't have to address this too much. It was yeah. pretty much the way to, you know, move a move a toilet over there. You know, it's not <laughs> that kind of thing. There's, yeah, um, that, that guy on the right, he was a local guy. bucks find him before that. But you $2,000, they don't. Well, asshole. Hey, what's the big deal? Who cares? Would you two just shut the fuck up? Either one of you assholes had $2,000. We got an R rating because of the language. And to me, this this film is like the, the tamest R-rated film. Yeah. But it's always just about language. I showed it to my kid. He's six. You yeah. Know, yeah. When he turned six, I said, you can watch Stand By Me. Yeah. You're going to hear a couple F-bombs. You know? Yeah. This guy was a cute scene. Incidentally, won't show him Lost Boys. <laughs> 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 this is good timing. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> There's a piece in this scene that I always felt like I overplayed. That I, I, uh, it's though it's like one of two times in the movie that I kind of catch myself acting. Oh yeah, and right here. Uh, when I when I'm like, oh thanks, Dad. Uh, uh, it oh, seems oh, like oh, it's just it's it's, it's always yeah, felt yeah, too oh, that's, big that's to me. Later, that's later. Yeah. This is, I love this. He said, do you think I'm weird? Am I weird? I love that moment, too. That's my favorite line, because everybody is weird. Right. And every kid thinks they're weird. Yeah. But everybody is weird. And to me, this is where you get, your character gets the strength from this guy. Yeah. Is he's able to give you all that strength. I remember River seemed to have this, like, wisdom about him, this this remember yeah. that Corey like mm. he had this like worldliness about him mm. and he seemed he wasn't much older than us but yeah. he seemed so much older yeah. than all of us peace with himself yeah. and with everything you know which is what's so ironic that you know a yeah. guy because you know he was raised in a hippie kind of lifestyle yeah. they traveled around they ate organic food and he for him to go yeah, yeah for him to go the way he did it's just to me it's like uh well, you know, so I, I don't know if you ever heard the story, but I found out about it right before it happened, and I had heard rumor on his last movie that he was doing very badly, and he was, yeah, you know, doing I'd these heard things. That too. And I had just gotten sober, so I was great yeah. and fresh yeah. and ready yeah. to revive. And so I called him, and I said, "River, I, I heard you're going through some stuff, and I want to help you. You know, can we talk?" First, he didn't believe it was me, and he hung up on me. And then he realized it was me, and he called me back, and he said, "Yeah, let's get together." And I was off shooting a movie, and by the time I got back, 
somebody got in the way and blocked us from being able to get together. And then it wasn't more than a year that he was gone. So that's always been a big regret in my life that I wasn't able to do more. Well, you know something you can, that that's the thing that's so upsetting. There's, I, there's, I don't know what it is you can do. You think you could maybe do something, but I saw River very shortly after we finished the film and he was on to the next thing. And I, he came to visit me at this, my, I was at a hotel in New York and we just uh, sat the two of us and he was clearly on something, you know, mm -hmm. he was clearly very hyper and yakking away and talking, and I thought, oh, my God, something's going on with this kid. Mm. But what do you do? I mean, what, you know, you could talk to the parents. I talked to his mother, you know, but at the end of yeah. the day, you, you know, you know, you can't really pull a kid out of the street from the train's going to hit you. It's going to hit you. Well, I mean, I, I had the tools is the yeah. point because yeah. I'd been through it and I'd done yeah. so much therapy. Yeah, maybe you could have gotten him into a program yeah, or something. Yeah, taken him to some meetings and, you know, just been a coach a little bit for him. And yeah. I just wish I had that opportunity and I don't think I'll ever be able to kind of put that away. It's one of the saddest things uh, when watching this movie, you know, because this was an extraordinary talent uh, you know, he was like a young James Dean, and he would have had this incredible career, and oh, it's just it's the, sad, like it's the saddest thing ever. I'll never forget the year that, you know, I performed at the Academy Awards, and he was nominated. It was in 1989. Oh, was it for Running yeah, on Empty? Running on Empty. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was kind of like we saw each other on the red carpet, and it was the first time we'd seen each other in years. And he was with Martha Plimpton from Goonies at yeah. the time, and I was with Drew. And I remember kind of like looking at him and I was entering into my dark phase and he was entering into his dark phase. But we both kind of looked at each other and gave each other a hug and it was like, man, we're both in trouble. We're not going to let the outside world know it, but right here we know, yeah. you know, we're both in trouble. The Route 136 bridge. What are you, crazy? That's five miles down the river. This was one of the most uh, tough sequences to shoot. This whole uh, uh, train trestle thing. We used... Um, Visual effects, we used doubles, we used one, you guys. One of the first ILM shots ever in, uh, in the Well, history. it wasn't ILM. It was, it was, a, it was a thing called IntraVision. Yeah, it was a very early form of the visual ILM. effect. Yeah. yeah, it was an IntraVision and, thing. And check this out. The stage where we shot those IntraVision shots, uh, on the stage next to it, they were doing tests for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. I went over to that set... Uh, they were working That's right, on the I thing. remember all the miniatures. Yeah, because there yeah. was they were yeah. they were doing a thing called wink and blink and a nod that I don't think ever got made, and it was the same creative team. Mm. And uh, and there were I remember seeing Jack Skellington heads huh. uh, in in there. They See, were now that's on. a real that's a real train trestle over this. Uh, and that's the one you're saying was out, taken out now. Yeah, it's gone. And the and the and water this, was when low, you guys remember? are walking here. See that's. That's done with uh, stuntman, stunt people. His name was Doc. I don't know why I remember that's that, right. but well, I do. He was my stunt guy on like five films yeah. in a row. Uh, but yeah, you were about to say I think that there were wooden boards. Under yes. Well, it. we yeah. also this all this stuff was done on a set piece. This was all on a set piece on land. I that was that was yeah. Now here's. There's the doubles. That was really, no, yeah. that was really no, those nice, are you guys. Yeah. Those are you really? guys. They yeah. let you walk that far out. Yeah. 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 But there was wood underneath it. They built yeah. an extra yeah. layer. Yeah, I remember. So there goes, yes, there, there were slats the, between the trestles. There goes the comb. This moment kills me. Look at him. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. Right. And he looks like the cowardly lion there, too, for some reason. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Forget it, Vern. Forget it, Vern. <laughs> but do you remember how god-awfully hot it was <clears throat> yeah. during those days? Okay, it was hot. And here's a great story, which I've told before. 
I, is, t- I know what you're going to tell. I tell okay, a story, too. So, so when the train <laughs> comes, uh, the train... The boys were never in danger of the of the train hitting them because they actually would be off the trestle before the train even entered the trestle. We used a 600-millimeter lens to make mm-hmm. it look like the train was it right on top of you. Yeah. But it never was there. So the boys, uh, you know, Will and... Uh, and Jerry, they, they, they weren't really scared because there was no train anywhere near them. Mm. And I said, but this isn't going to work unless you guys are frightened out of your mind. you got to be crying. And we did a number of takes, and they, you'll, you'll see, they do it great. But they, uh, eventually, they eventually they did it great. But f- first, this was a process shot here. But the first few times, you didn't do it. And yeah. I kept saying, boys, you got to be really crying. It's not going to work unless you're crying. And the, the, the guys who were pulling the dolly, it was a very hot day, like you said, and they were sweating like crazy, and they're, thro- they're just running down a track with this dolly like crazy. And finally, after many, many takes, I said, I stopped and I looked at you guys and I said, first of all, I ran the train through. I said, look at the power of the train. Imagine that train hitting you. What if that train hit you? This, again, you get, did it without any emotion. Finally, I said, fellas, you see these men over here? They're getting tired of pushing that dolly down the track. Mm. If you're not afraid that that train is going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. You're <laughs> ruining my fucking <laughs> film. They're going like this, and all of a sudden, you and Jerry started going, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. I said, roll the camera, roll the camera. And then we did it, and then you guys cried, and then at the end, you jumped over on and hugged me and said, look, look, Rob, we did it, we did it. I, I remember yes. running, running off and, uh, and hugging you, and like my mom was like back at base camp, so I'm like, I need another grown up to hug. And Ray Gideon was there, and I was like, ah! and uh, just all the adrenaline of yeah. all of that. And yeah. I remember, I read Jerry talks about it too, just yeah. like, like we made Rob mad. There was a lot of high emotions, you know, because it really was. I mean, like you went back to the beginning, it was this coming of age thing for yeah. all of us. Yeah. You were exploring becoming your own and a director. Yeah. We were, you know, I was coming out on my own for the first time. You were probably having your first experience in something like this. Yeah. And Jerry, too. So, I mean, for and all I, of us, it and was I a believe, very I believe, I'm not telling this out of, out of school, but I believe that River lost his virginity when we were making this movie. Is that true? Yes. I, I know that that's yes. true. I remember him coming to the set and was like, something's different about you today. What is that? Well, you know, this was, I've, I, I think this goes on record, but this was where I first drank uh, yeah. with all these local kids. I was really emulating the life of this kid yeah. on the outside, but I, I was going to these, like, River and I would go to these clubs at night that were for 15 to 18-year-old kids, and there was this group of local kids, and they would bring us 40 ounces. and I remember drinking my first 40 ouncer A beer? Of beer. Oh, my God. And falling down on the railroad tracks. I mean, I literally, I was living no way. the movie. Yeah, and I remember, like, walking through Brownsville, and I was drunk, and I was 13 years old, and I remember sitting down on the railroad track going, am I really here? Am I in the movie? Is this reality? Where oh my am God. I? Oh, my God. You know, and then also... I'm glad I never knew that. Yeah, you didn't know that. I and the other thing it. you didn't know is that River and I smoked weed together oh my for God. the first time. I Wait. heard that, too. I that remember... is true. You're under arrest. That was Thanks. I was under arrest then. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went to the arcade a lot. <laughs> I think you were. I think you did it right. The better thing there. Exactly. That's all I did. Exactly. The Aladdin's Castle in that mall that was oh across God. the street. It was. Oh it was God. me and Crystal Castles and the Journey arcade game. <laughs> I mean, I loved the arcade too, and I think I was there a few times. I remember riding my bike 
sprung Eugene over the bridge into Brownsville because that's where the little mini mall was. They had like that outside mini mall. And there was the, the mall that had out. the uh, now remember here's... that mall with the with the water slide in it? Yeah, that's right. Shut up, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, right. Go on, Gordy. It's a small story. Well, all the kids, instead of calling him Davy, they call him Lardass. Lardass Hogan. Even his little brother and sister call him Lardass. A at school, they put this sticker. Now, there's a scene where you tell the story about uh, Lardass Hogan. And this, I wrestled like crazy. And I'm, now that I look back on it, I think I was an idiot because I actually thought I wasn't going to keep this scene in the movie. What? Yes, because my, I had an idea about you know, your character becoming a writer and being creative. And I thought this was such a cheesy story that he told about vomiting and all that stuff. It's one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. People love this. They yeah. went hysterical when they saw it, you know, when we when they screened it. And then I rationalized it by saying, he's a 12-year-old kid. This is the kind of uh, throw-up story is the kind of story he would tell. But so. you know what? Everybody remembers this scene. Yeah. yeah. Everybody remembers it. As a matter of fact, they do a pieting contest. Yes. That thing yeah, every yeah. Year. Every year they, they celebrate. They have a pieting contest. Remember yeah. when we went to see Goonies during yeah, yeah, production? Was, yeah, yeah. Remember that? And yeah. uh, there's this, there's a there's a bit in Goonies where uh, 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 Jeff Cohen is that his name? Who played Chunk? Yeah. Where he tells a story where he, he says, right, oh, yeah, I, went, I, went to the, I went to the balcony right, yeah. of the theater and I made and I made it up. Yeah, you're and, not supposed made... to bring that up now. You see, now Rob's gonna have to deal with that. No, no, <laughs> no but I think it's great. I mean, it's such an iconic kind of story kids tell. It's the sort well, of the thing other, like kids would do. The other funny thing is that we actually shot a leech scene in Goonies. Oh, which really? Got cut out. Oh and we God. shot, remember the octopus scene we shot in Stand By Me that's that was right, cut out? That's right, And, and the pirate ship scene. We lost that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a spaceship and vampires. It's weird. I mean, it was I like know, everything, it was everything for everything, first yeah, stage. That's right. I don't and know Rebecca what, Romaine was there? What was Spock doing on this? <laughs> I just, I just, he was, I it was very it weird. Now, the, the, pie, uh, the pie material that we used was a combination of blueberry pie filling and large curd cottage cheese oh that's it was pretty lovely. disgusting but that was the that was the mix that we used to and if you look clo closely it was pretty cheesy the way we did the throw up stuff you can almost see the tubes uh, yeah, coming I, out think of it works. It was, I think it works i think it totally was, works and i can totally justify it's a dream or a fantasy it's in the kids imagination yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cottage cheesy, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it? It was and that's very... Kent who played the body. Remember, he was your stand-in, the guy that was between the like the Bobsy yes. twins. Yeah, he uh, he was your stand-in, and then Monty Westmore built or Mike Westmore built uh, uh, a no, head that was supposed to look like Ray Brower. It was Monty Westmore. Monty's brother Monty. Mike, Mike yeah, built yeah. it in L.A. Right, and then and then it just didn't look right. It looked mm. it looked makeupy, and then Kent uh, put uh, put on makeup, makeup and everything, yeah, and yeah. then was the body. Yeah. Monty did my ear every morning. Yeah. Created that fabulous. And then I worked ear. with Mike for five years on Star Trek. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, we did a thing on Star Trek, a fantasy thing on, on Star Trek, where uh, I'm supposed to be like Gainsborough's the blue boy, and I'm supposed to be sitting there like foppishly eating blueberry pie. Really? And, and, they, and they made it like, and I had to, you know how you like, you, you eat and you, you don't want to talk, right? You want to eat and spit it out. And I had to eat and talk and eat and talk. And I do not like sweet things at all. And I had to eat something like three full blueberry pies 
uh, at the end of the day. You should have been innocent. Did this you, is all I could think about when we, you, when we shot that. Throwing up the blueberry pie? I barely kept it down. This was a It'd Jesus be a better story. Castor oil. It's not even, it it's not, it's just, just, you know, <laughs> right. you know it's like in, 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 generic. <laughs> it's totally generic. Like when Cramden used to have to get something, it was, look, it's ant paste. <laughs> right, right. You know. This always grossed me out. Well, he actually Did put it. the egg in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. He put it in his mouth. He actually did it. Done. I do a thing for the new Lost Boys sequel where I, I actually thought of this, which I don't know why because I've always regretted it since, but I do a thing where I take raw egg and fresh garlic and water and I mix it up and I down the whole thing and I really do it. Well, you're Rocky. You think you're Rocky? Well, yeah, I added the... Well, that's the joke, actually. Yeah. Because he's... Look at character's this. A All right, here we go. Now we have this great this sound, sound effect. This sound effect is yeah. great. Strange and it's a combination of a verbal thing. We use uh, musical instruments. A, uh, tuba. And then this. <laughs> that sounds like a whale. Yeah, I mean, I remember when uh, Jackie Gleason used to walk around the stage and they used to play the. <laughs> and I said, we got to get that. See, look, it's, it's almost, yeah, it's, it's almost it's coming off. out of his mouth. It's, it's coming a little bit out of his chin. Right. So great. It's just below the lip a little bit. Look, oh, that one that came out of his nose. Out of his yeah, that's out of his nose. Let's see his. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Grundy barfed on his wife's tit. That one? Oh. But you know, as much as I notice that every time I watch the movie, I don't think anybody else ever did. Well, now they will. Now they will. Oh, man, you ruined Christmas. Well, that was actual done because they yeah. would just put it in their mouths. That guy didn't even have his mouth open, and you could see the cord. <laughs> I remember we filmed a thing where the benevolent order of antelopes take off their hats, throw up in their hats, and then put the hats back on. Do I remember that right? Yes, I think we did. I was never around during any of this sequence. I was busy destroying the hotel lobby with River. <laughs> I remember there was a really great uh, rope swing into the river right next to where that tent was. And I went mm. down to the set because my mom was working as background in the in the pie eating thing. Mm. So I went down there a number of days during that sequence. Well, that's and then just there. And then yeah. just played in the river. Because we weren't around. We were... Uh, <clears throat> do you remember how we destroyed that hotel, the the, uh, the pool area? I don't want to hear these stories. Oh, come on. <laughs> They're going to sue us in absentia. Why don't you make it so that, so that Lawrence goes home and he shoots his father. And he runs away, and, and he joins the Texas Rangers. How about that? Uh, I don't know. Something good like that. What I also loved about this is that, you know, as you said earlier, we shot this indoors. Yeah. This, all this whole campfire stuff was shot inside. Did Lardas have to pay to get in the Congress? That's what that's what Vern gets out of it, right? And then Vern. and 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 Teddy wants him to go home and shoot his father. Yeah, <laughs> those would be better endings. Be better endings. Much better endings. Yeah, that is incidentally a better ending. No, yeah. No, sure. Sometimes uh, when I, I'm asked a really really terrible question in an interview, and the answer I will give them is something like, "No, no, they just let him in." Or, okay, now or this sequence the, you know, here. This sequence here where we. Where the camera pans and they have these little this thing yeah we said we got to come up with some things that the kids would be talking about around the campfire and i remember asking you about goofy and right and uh, and, and pluto and whether or not you used you, you were having dinner with your mom yeah and, and my and my mom said my mom my grandfather worked on wagon train 
Right. And that's what that's my mom right. you said. said. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom said, "Well, what about wagon trains?" I never yes. understood that. Like, and, never and, and, and Will's mom said, "What about my wagon train?" Never got. I said, "That's perfect. We'll throw that in there too." Yeah. And that was written the day before we we shot this thing. I remember we were in that restaurant on top of the hotel. Yeah, the hotel. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Some yeah. of the most iconic uh, phrases from the entire film actually come from this scene. Yeah. All the, a lot of that stuff that was. I remember the posters had different quotes on them. Yeah. And I had one in my bedroom when I was little, and I had the one with the cherry-flavored Pez Pez, yeah, that, which was, is, that was the main That's poster, the classic, yeah. yeah which we, yeah. we used to think that was the best food you could have. Yeah. What was the other poster phrases? Do you remember? Uh, I think there was one that said, you're going to be a great writer someday. And then I think another one said, I never had f any friends, friends like, like, I, like I, did I did when I was, I was 12. 12. Huh. I promise I won't hawk no more dirty books. I promise I won't say no more bad swears. I promise I'll eat all my lima beans. Lynch. My favorite thing is two for <laughs> flinching. And my son's Later that. that you pay it off and then, and, and then you flinched and you still hit him. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a good bit. No matter what, you always hit him. Right. Which I think I felt bad about because like we picked on him so much. You know, because he was... But that's what you used to do. I mean, yeah. you know, he was the fat kid. I know. Fat kid. Guy. I, God bless him. I identified with him, though, because, like, I was the quiet, sensitive, shy, awkward nerd, and Jerry was, like, the fat kid, and yeah. uh, uh, we sort of, like, kind of bonded over Look, that. Look, see his lip? His yeah, lip is that's all... From the dog that's bite. from when the dog... The, he taunted a dog, and the dog bit him in the face, and then he's got the stitches on his lip. We filmed, because we filmed this after we filmed the sequence at the body, because it was at the body that he was messing with the dog. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, so. I think, I well, think this was so. one of the very last things we shot. Yeah. yeah. 2,300 hours. Okay. Wasn't this up, was this in, in Brownsville or was this in Northern California? No, this, no, was, this, was, this in, was in Brownsville. I mean, we lived like, in the, was the warehouse. Studio, the yeah, right the warehouse. Because right? yeah, yeah. yeah. then when the last week was shot in Northern California. And then we moved yes. down to, then we moved down to, it's Bernie, California. Bernie. Burn. Uh, just in just inland from Reading. I just remember they had a great Chuck E. Cheese there. Boy, Boy, that was a great Chuck E. Chuck e. Cheese. cheese. Oh, that was your best thing. Man, kidding? that was I a was great Chuck E. Cheese. That's all you want to do is go to Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Yeah, because they had this, I, it, they had the this whole, rope swing thing where you could go around the whole place. Uh, yeah, like the, the whole the whole reason Chuck E. Cheese exists is to give you pizza and games. Like what? And yeah. we also we it's, also it's like a strip club but for kids. Yeah, exactly. We also, right. we also went uh, river rafting too. Yeah, that twice. Yeah, we went that river rafting. That was great. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, it of, was like camp. It was like yeah. a, a yeah. movie camp. We went. That was to one of the best experiences of my childhood. I have yeah. to say. It was the Upper Mackenzie River. Okay, my, that's I remember right. my uh, my mom like organized that. It's and, like we should do I this. I remember that I was one of the only ones that actually had the balls to jump into the river. They said, "Don't." Oh, do remember it, how cold it was? Yeah, freezing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the coldest rivers in the country. Yeah. And I was like, "Great, jump right in." And the funny thing See, is, see, you were in character. You're in character. Because yeah, nowadays you couldn't pay me to get in that water. <laughs> right. Well, now maybe this, you could pay me. How much this, you got? Uh, <laughs> this next two scenes to me. Uh, are the crux of the whole uh, movie. One here is when you th you have this dream about your your father thinking, wishing that it was you rather than yeah. your brother. And to me, it was a really strong scene and really the basis of this, your whole character. What I was really blown away by here was both of their performances. I mean... Uh, oh, you mean at the, when, when he tells him about yeah, the milk mine? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, to me, River is like... That's his, yeah. Uh, incredible in that in that scene. But this was this was an interesting way we shot this. This is all done in the camera, right? Yes, all done in the camera with lighting. Not nothing done in post production. It's a filter, right? Yeah. Mm. 
It's weird that you kind of have to point out, no, we really did this. Yeah, well, this well, isn't yeah. After Effects. Yeah, we didn't do, there was no, uh, you know, no digital uh, intermediate, none of that stuff. It was all done for real. I remember I was sitting back behind the camera watching you guys do this scene, and I remember thinking, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. so. This is one of those scenes. I've had a lot of scenes like this in my career where I just don't want to fuck up. Like, I'm in the presence of an amazing performance right now. Don't drop the ball. You know, like, yeah, 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 Gretzky yeah. has the puck. Be ready for the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's that, it was that. It's that supporting moment where you've yeah. got to be there solid. Yeah. I remember running this scene with River. It was really important to him to run this scene and, like, kind of, like, off this way uh, from where we're shooting. Uh, there was, like, uh, you know, the, the rest of the warehouse. And I remember we just went back. And it was like a like a sawmill or something. And we were back there running the scene, and we ran it over and over and over again. And uh, well, he he came up to me. I mean, at one point, he was struggling with it, and I took him off to the side, and I said, "Think about a time. You don't have to tell me what it is, but think about a time when an adult, somebody who was that you looked up to, uh, let you down." I said, don't tell me what it is, but think about that. And then the next take that we did, the one that we used in the film, was that yeah. that one. And I never knew what it was, but I had a feeling it might have been his, maybe his father or yeah. something. I, I don't know. I just remember the tears coming out, and, you know, and the tears flowing. And that was that was incidentally one of the mm -hmm. things that bothered me so much about my scene is that I didn't I couldn't find the real tears. I didn't know how to do that at that time, yeah. you know. And watching him do it at such a young age and thinking. Well, look at that. He brought it. He really yeah. knew how to do that. It was beautiful. Real art here. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. You knew I took it. It's just so honest, you know. Yeah. Everyone knew I took it. You never knew what I think. This when I watch this scene, this is when I get the saddest about River and his potential and what he was able to do. I tried to give it back. Maybe, just maybe, and maybe I took it to old lady Simons and told her, and the money was all there, but I still got it through the vacation because it never showed up, and maybe the next week old lady Simons had this brand new suit on when she came to school. Yeah, yeah, it was brown and had dots on it. Yeah, so let's just say that I stole the milk money, but old lady Simons stole it back from me. Just suppose that I told the story. Me, Chris Chambers, kid brother to Eyeball Chambers. Do you think that anyone would have believed it? No. And do you think that that bitch would have dared tried something like that if it had been one of those douchebags from up on The View if they had taken the money? No way. Hell no. But with me? I'm sure she had her eye on that skirt for a long time. Anyway, she saw her chance and she took it. I was the stupid one for even trying to give it back. I just never thought. I never thought a teacher. Oh, fuck anyway. Someplace where nobody knows me. 
I'm just a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing wow. scene. What a performance. Yeah, it's an amazing scene. Now, this is a fun thing. People don't know. This is a... CGI shot, right? Uh, no, no, it's not CGI. <laughs> but we have this deer. Now, deer, you can... You can't really train deer too much, but they react to sound. Now, in order to get that deer to look up, we had, like, these incredible air horns. We were just blaring. So here you have this idyllic, quiet, beautiful, beatific moment, and then behind the camera, there's people with air horns. And then the deer wouldn't move, yeah. remember? And they're and just off camera, and they're, blowing and they're banging their hands together yeah. to try yeah. to get the deer to yeah. move. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. The reason why I said CGI is because there is that one shot. I don't. I don't know if it was that one or there's another one. No, it's one before we run down the hill. Yeah, we come up it's to a mat shot because actually you could see the city there. And oh, you had to yeah, fill it, it was a mat. It wasn't CGI. It was a mat shot. Yeah. We we just yeah with the river where you put the river. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. 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 And this is one of those long lens shots. Yeah, again. yeah, very long. I think these are the same. Aren't, these are the same tracks that we did the train dodge on, right? Yeah, which come in the yeah. other direction. Yeah, all of the yeah. track. We use the same tracks for the whole. The whole yeah. thing. The whole shabaggy. And then we just, and this was, that you know, water tower this, was this, so cool. The, you know, this is nothing you can art direct. It just is there. I thought you actually were filling that up with water. I thought it was empty. No. no. But look at it. It's leaking and everything. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, shot we did a, a little matte painting on because we wanted to show the Royal River. Right. So, yeah, you, that's so you can that's see it off in the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but these, there was really buildings. Yeah, there was buildings. There was a town, and we kind of. But these tracks aren't real tracks, right? Didn't we build no, these? No, these these tracks we built. These tracks we built just to go around the corner right. and like to make it look like it was. I say we go across the field. Forty. Yeah. Let's go. Take no prisoners. I love. Jerry running yeah. down the hill, look, and then look, he trips. Look at his timing. <laughs> you don't know what's in those woods. Hey, you guys, wait up for me. I remember and asking then, you. Then he goes. Here he goes. And Point. he bails. There we go. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He wasn't planning to do that. I remember asking you because there was this kid, Chance, who we all thought was going right. to book as as Vern because he was yeah. he was terrific. Oh, right, remember right, all right, the auditions right. and we would all audition together, all four of us. Right. Remember? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. And, all and I remember is my there was, first audition. I remember yeah. all this like mixing and matching of all of yeah. us, and and we and I thought, oh, that's going to be the kid. And I remember I heard you in an interview years later say. That J every time Jerry came in, all of you, he made you all laugh so hard. Yeah, and he never acted. Couldn't. And he never acted before. Yeah, he he had never done anything. And he looked at me, and he came. And he says, "Hey, you that guy on Channel Five? I mean, because they were showing all in the family reruns. You that guy on Channel Five? <laughs> he was just a funny kid. That's funny. I remember the Stand by Me audition so well because I had been doing looping for Goonies. I was on the ADR stage for Goonies, and I came over during a lunch break to read for you. And I'll never forget this because we were all sitting in the waiting room. It was packed with kids. And there was this stage mom and her kid. And they were sitting there and they were talking very loudly about their dislike for horror slasher films. <laughs> and one of them said, <laughs> the, mom, the mom said to the kid, well, those Friday the 13th movies, you know, all those kids, they never grow up to do anything with their lives anyway. They just end up doing B-movies for the rest of their lives. And I looked up at her and I went, 
Yeah, I starred in the last one. I was in Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm in the... I, um, I saw Sean Astin at the height of Lord of the Rings mania. Mm. And and I said, you know, I'm so envious of you, man. Like you're in Lord of the Rings. Like I, I you're so like I I I want to trade. And he was and, brilliant. And, and he I'm says, brilliant. yeah, I'll trade you Lord of the Rings if I can get in a time machine and get stand by me. Wow, nice. Well, that's pretty cool. Nice, yeah. That's pretty cool. There's a two for flinching. <laughs> he says, but you flinched. Yeah, two for flinching. Yeah, we were all in a big fight that day, actually. Yeah, I know. This was a rough day, and we actually built this little. Pond. Uh, this pond, yeah. yeah, this ditch. We put a ditch and we filled it with water. This that, is, which this I thought was always funny because it was like we built a pond in the middle of a real forest and it sat out there for like three weeks before we actually got in it. So, in all intents and purposes, it was a real pond. Yeah, it, it became. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's supposed to be part of the river, but. We there, never showed. There's a, a documentary where they interviewed all of us separately, mm. and you talk about how horrible and disgusting this is, and I talk <laughs> about how horrible and disgusting and awful it is, and they get to Jerry, and Jerry's like, I don't know what was up with these Hollywood pussies. It wasn't that big a deal. Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he was, was having fun. <laughs> he was having fun. Yeah, well, Will and I were having a day, I think, because he thought that I was purposely meme him. Yeah. Oh, God. And, uh, and actually, it was accidental, ironically <laughs> enough. This was a rough day. And that was the day you and I had this big talk. Do you remember this? What was that? You were, I don't know, you were mad at me for something, and you came into my trailer, and we had this, like, really serious talk, which you probably don't remember because it was remember. just another talk, but for yeah. me it was, like, a very riveting moment. Did it I, help? It did help. Okay. And it also scared me. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Good. That was probably the intention. I was terrified and crying afterwards. I remember yeah. that, but I was like, you know, it was one of those real moments that you just had to have. Because I was so caught up in the drama of the personal thing that I let it get in my way yeah. of my job. And you pulled me back to reality. And that's what happened. Well, you guys are just kids. I mean, you know, you didn't have a lot of experience. Oh, look, you can see the leech already on his arm. Mm -hmm. I remember we tried so many different things for these leeches. Yeah, that was it. Well, that we found that perfect little thing. And there was we, the stuff that we ended up yeah. using was some kind of like. Some rubbery. kind of like rubbery, and some kind yeah. of like cementy thing, like yeah. contact cement or something. Yeah. And even after the day, when this was all it done, was you couldn't get it, it off. It was still all over us. And yeah. we went to that mall. We went to the mall. I don't know if you went Ooh, with us. I, this, I know Jer Jerry stuff. and I went. We went to the mall to go on the water slide, and they wouldn't let us on the water slide. They were like, "You have some kind of skin disease." And oh, we're like, "No, we're funny. actors. It's for the movie." But that's by funny. the way, this actually happened to Stephen King. Yeah. This is a story he told me when I talked to him about it. He said this actually happened to him. The, the leech on his on his oh, no. uh, balls. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. You know that like that's the one scene probably in movie history that makes more people squirm. Well, you know who likes a leech on their oh, balls. Well, it depends you know. what you're into. It. That's well, true. That's true. Listen, guys. I mean, <laughs> I think if anyone here is qualified to speak about this, it would be me. And how was it? Uh, well, it's snuggly. Just don't <laughs> say here's it sucked. The, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The thing about the leech is that when it's done with you, it never calls you back. That's, a that's good right. Point. They, yeah. they use you, yeah. and then they leave. Yeah. Right, and it doesn't send flowers. Or no, anything. not at all. You feel oh so cheap. Oh my god! Look at this. This oh. is disgusting. It still makes me squirm. Although I always liked this scene because it was the one scene where I didn't have to wear my glasses. Look! Look! <laughs> look! Look! He's gonna faint. This I love this moment. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Can you hear me, Woody? Are you there? Maybe he's dead. 
There's <laughs> also one of my favorite lines, and he says, "I never met, I never met anybody who fainted before." God, I never met anybody who fainted before. <laughs> it's such a dumb thing. Bad mistake and looked at your face. Shut up, Teddy. You okay, Gordy? So this is right, n the location is real close to where we shot the body, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's the same. It's a little bit of ways. It was a little bit away. But it was like the same base camp, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But this was a little far, a little bit away from it. Because we built all that railroad track near where, right. where the body was. And we filmed And you had this. gone off the railroad track at this point. Right. And then we filmed these things. We filmed this and the body pretty close together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to shoot it as much in continuity if we could. As yeah, if we could. I remember that. You and Jerry and I were actually fighting that day. I remember you guys actually were fighting. Like you guys got into an actual fist fight during a take. Yeah. On, I, on, that. on I think this maybe day. that's what the talk was about. Maybe that's what it was. That you were fighting. Yeah. This was a, to me a big moment for you, Will, because it was the moment where you really start to uh, get driven to wanting to see that body. Yeah. And and you don't even know why you want it. And he even says it in the, uh, yeah. I didn't know why I needed to see the body, but I had to. And we find out when he gets there that he needed to purge himself of the feelings he had about his brother and not crying at the funeral and all yeah. that. Mm. It's uh, that moment's like the symbolic death in the hero's journey. Yeah, it's like it's like sort of that beginning of the third act. Very poetically said there, Will. Oh, Very thanks. nice. <laughs> you should be a writer. <laughs> Those cars are so cool. Yeah. This was a fun sequence to shoot. The truck with the log truck. And the logs were made out of like balsa wood or something, if I remember correctly. No, no, right? they were no, they were log logs. They were log logs. Holy Absolutely. crap! Absolutely log logs. Love the determination in Keith's yeah. eyes. Yeah, it's like it's like his train dodge. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing we quote all the time. You cock knocker. <laughs> now, this is the sequence that I'm going to tell you about. I don't know if I should. Should, I, should I tell I it? think I know the story you're going to tell. It's a great okay, story that great. you have to tell. Right, I've so, told the story. So now, well, you were thinking that this was overcast. It was a bright, bright, sunny day when we shot this. Mm. And we silked half of Oregon. All of We had these silks that we put in. And all that wind blowing, we brought all the Ritters and E-fans from Hollywood up to give it the feeling of uh, being an overcast day and, like and the, the wind is, is blowing and the storm is coming wow. just to give the mood of the body. Wow. Now, there's a shot when you all walk down towards the body, and when I was looking at it right before we were shooting, um, there were, we had uh, assistance with monofilament on bushes, mm. you know, because we didn't have enough E-fans and enough Ritters to make the whole area be blowing. So we had, uh, there was a woman, a girl named Carol Bonifil, who was on, you know, had one of the, the, the uh, monofilaments to the bush. 
And so this is the shot here. And see the bush to the right, that one shaking yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. She was pulling on that. And I, right before we were about to roll, I looked and then it wasn't moving. And, I, and the fans were so loud. And Irby Smith was on the bullhorn. And I whispered to Irby Smith. I said, look, it's not moving. And at the top of his lungs, over the bullhorn, he goes, Carol, yank your bull. <laughs> and we all went. We all went. And so and she and then the, the shot that you see, she's actually. And of course, doing. us kids were standing there and said, "What is what, what is, what is he talking yeah. about? You know, what are they? But we why couldn't. We laughing? couldn't. Yeah. Why are they laughing? The way yeah. I remember it, this was the cover set for the entire movie. If there was ever, it was always. If yeah. They, it was, was going to rain. We needed to go here. And the way I remember it, there it rained at some point during the day that we shot this, whether uh, maybe in the afternoon. And I remember that the rain came in and it was settling on the silks and it was like weighing down the silks. And uh, I remember one of the prop guys sh uh, shooting a shotgun through one of the silks to get the to rain get the, out. To yeah. get the, the rain out. Yeah. Is that? Mm. Yeah, that might have happened because we didn't shoot on the, that day. But this scene here... I wrote by myself in my hotel room because this, and as I was writing this scene, uh, I started to cry because it's where he says, my, it should have been me. And he says, my dad doesn't love me. Mm. And, and I remember writing the scene and crying by myself writing this. Another great scene. No, he just doesn't know you. And we'll use Talk about yin and yang. We shot this from a lot of different angles and a lot of different takes to get you your performance here, which to me is great. And yeah, this is equivalent to like Rivers' moment. But it was well. to me the the key to the whole movie, which is here he gets the strength from his friend and. There was something that was in the book that uh, we switched, and Stephen King, after he saw this, he said it was the best movie that he'd ever seen of any of the films that he, of any of the films that been made out of his books. And there was a moment where you'll see later where you pick up the gun in the book, River picks up the gun, right. and Andy Scheinman said, "I think, uh, I think Gordy I should pick that. up the gun because it's about Gordy becoming a man. It's about Gordy emerging as his own person." And that, to me, was the, you know, and Stephen King said, ah, you know, I wish I had a thought of that. He said wow. that was, to me, so much better than what he had had in his story. Wow. That's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing. I learned a lot about being an actor on this day from you um, when I put the gun on Kiefer. My 13-year-old actor instinct was to... To, to yell at him, you know, like, yeah. don't move, Ace! Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a big guy and, I'm, and yeah. I've got a gun. Yeah. And I remember you walking over to me and saying, uh, you don't have to yell at him. Like, you, you have all the power you need. You don't have to yell at him. Like, the gun is yelling at him. Just yeah. talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you were I, powerful. And I remember, I was like, okay. And doing it the way that you told me to and do it. It's so much more intense. But I learned a lot as an actor. Like, I leveled up as an actor yeah. that day. Yeah. Because it was, uh, and, I mean, I was 13. This was so long ago. Yeah. And, like, I've worked a lot since this day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's something that has stayed with me ever since. Oh, good. Uh, and it was, it was just a really, it was a really important oh, good. lesson. Just 
you know? Yeah, right. whereas yeah. I was thinking, how come I can't use the gun? <laughs> <laughs> Besides, me and Billy found him first. Yeah, Vern told us how you found him. Oh, Billy! Carol O'Connor taught me about the, you know, he says, if you've got a story that works and you've got writing that supports what you're doing, you don't have to do a lot. Let the, let the words take you, and, and you don't have to do much, you know, in terms of, you know, theatrical gymnastics in order to make it work. So that was something I learned. Well, that was obviously something you conveyed in us all around, because yeah. I know from my own experience at that time, I'd been working on stuff like Goonies, where it was all about screaming yeah, broad, and yelling and, yeah, yeah, make it cartoony. So uh, it was a great lesson in just kind of finding yourself and being in the moment. Look, look at the intensity in Kiefer's eyes. And the fear, but he's going to hold his ground with River. That gun's bigger than me. Nobody's yeah. taking it. Come on, kid, just give me the gun before you take your foot off. You ain't got the sack to shoot a woodchuck. Always. I'll kill you, I swear to God. Come on, Lachance, give me the gun. You must have at least some of your brother's good sense. My fat one, you cheap dime store hood. <laughs> the television edit of this is so funny. What did I say? In the television edit, he, I, he goes, you have some of your brother's good sense, and I go, click, you cheap dime store hood. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, yeah. and he's like, yeah. oh, man, oh, he sees through all of my layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my carefully crafted image has been torn apart. And they change it, chopper sick balls becomes chopper sick kid. Yeah. <laughs> in the television edit. Oh, we will. So you can really see Jerry's stitches when he comes down, walks down the embankment. Well, that was when the they day, come back. It, it That's happened. the day it happened, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I always wondered about this. Didn't they eventually square up? I mean, oh, they beat the shit out of right, us. When the kids get back to town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she says, we're not going to forget this. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There have been a couple of really funny webcomics about that where people are like, what happened afterwards? Right. And, and it's, uh, and that there was, they just, they beat the shit out of us. You know what's funny is that people still ask me, like, why don't you guys make a sequel to Stand By Me? I'm like, there's no sequel to that movie. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, make a sequel to that. Um, yeah. I had, a, I did, a, I did a whole bit about that. That we, you know, we're we're making a sequel to Stand By Me. It's called Ray Brower's Revenge, where he's a zombie and he comes back to exact revenge upon all oh, of well, the that people. Makes sense. Well, or, or you do it when you're really old and it's just people sitting on a park and it's Sit By Me. <laughs> just people sitting on a park bench feeding the pigeons. <laughs> Remember that time we went and looked for the body? Let's not do that again. Yeah, let's go to uh, let's Remember go to let's body? go down to Florida. <laughs> Remember the dead body? Yes, that was last night in my bed with my wife. I don't want to go there again. <laughs> Trying to forget. And look at Jerry's looking away because it was on. It's like up here on on his face. Yeah. Ray Brower's body was found, but neither our gang nor their gang got the credit. In the end, we decided that an anonymous phone call was the best thing to do. But at least my blanket finally got used. Yeah. 
Do you remember when we filmed this thing, we got to sit on the Chapman crane? Yes, this this was a, I learned about how you can shoot at a certain time of day and make it look a certain way and flag a lens and do all that stuff. These are, yeah. Yeah, this was a. You got all the little things yeah. fluttering. It's just yeah. so mystical. I love it. And here's Brownsville again. You guys come back. I And the I payoff of each of these characters was great. I thought, yeah, what were we going to say? Wasn't, this was the very first thing we shot, wasn't it? You know, I wasn't it us uh, coming I, in? I don't remember. Was, I remember it being really close to the beginning of production. But again, this is the epiphany of the film, which is, you know, how these characters developed into us in some way. Yeah. Yeah. See in junior high. Now, this moment where he finds a penny, uh, Ray Gideon came up with this right on the set. I said, I need a better payoff. I was going to have him just trip as he walked off. And he came up with this idea of him finding a penny. There's a kid that lost all his pennies, was digging under the porch, and he comes out with one penny on his trip. That was his... Well, he's a penny up. Mm-hmm. This was the thing that I saw that Family Guy episode, which was actually kind of Richard Dreyfus did it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and this was. Also and by the way, I think it is uncanny how much I look like Richard Dreyfus now. Yeah, just like. <laughs> I mean, it's like amazing. really, we could stand next to each other. Yeah. yeah. Nobody could tell you. I, I wouldn't be able to tell. You. Maybe I know. the blue eyes, maybe a little, maybe a little bit, weird, right? But you yeah. know, who's counting? <clears throat> this was a good playoff to his character too. He's singing, Have Gun Will Travel, as he walks away. And here's what will describe what happens to Teddy. They talk about him. I think we missed it. No, it's right here. As time went on, we saw less and less of Teddy and Vern, until eventually they became just two more faces in the halls. It happens sometimes. Friends come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant. I heard that Vern got married out of high school, Kids. Yep. Well, maybe not. Now, here's Teddy. One hell of a forklift. ...to get into the army, but his eyes and his ear kept him out. Last I'd heard, he'd spent some time in jail and was now doing odd jobs around Castle Rock. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, here's odd what... jobs. Here's the other thing that's interesting. In in the uh, the novel, the novella of, of uh, The Body, all three of his friends die. Mm. And that's what actually yeah. happened to Steve, Stephen King. All mm. three of his childhood friends had died, and I felt it was not believable that, that all three of the kids that he... So I decided I was going to just make it the one. And a and little so, too morbid. Well, well, yeah, but um, it also didn't seem real to me, and I thought, well, just mm. the one. And, uh, you know, yeah. so we... And then it turns out to be River, and it's just... Really? You know, it, it's just really weird. Every time I look at this scene, I just... It's just so bizarre. Message first. Because he kills. Yeah, no, it's, it's... Chris did get out. He enrolled in the college courses with me. And although it was hard, he gutted it out like he always did. He went on to college and eventually became a lawyer. Last week, he entered a fast food restaurant. Just ahead of him, two men got into an argument. One of them pulled a knife. Chris, who had always made the best piece, tried to break it up. He was stabbed in the throat... He died almost instantly. Just disappears out of the film. Mm-hmm. And this line, which is absolutely the truth. 
that at that time, that 12 going on 13 period is yeah. like the, the bonds you make with friends are so strong. Dad, can we go now? You ready? Yeah, we've been ready for an hour. And I like the fact that I like Dreyfus because you believe that he could become a writer. Oh, absolutely. I have had that exact conversation with my kids when I'm writing. As right. Line, that you're, that the, you're, the, that you're, where he, yeah. where they're like, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Are wait, 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 wait. Let me just, <laughs> yeah. I just got to finish this. I yeah. hate that feeling. <laughs> it's the worst feeling, you know? You're like, I want to do nothing more than spend time with you right now, but I've got to do what I'm doing. Well, this, this is what he was thinking about. I never had friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus. Does, Does anyone? anyone. <laughs> That's, uh... That's the truth, because they're all gone now, you know? Most of those people don't exist. He does so much with not a lot of time on screen, you know? Yes, <laughs> he really, well, really I mean, does. but his presence is felt because of his voice and all that. Oh, he's just such and a then this song, you know, which to me is like the classic all-time great rock and roll song. And, and I've met, spent many times with uh, Benny King after this, and he was so grateful that we were able to resurrect this song again. And I've been on shows with him, and I actually sang with him at Carnegie Hall. We sang Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. How cool is that? Yeah, it was really cool. It's the first time I ever sang in, in public was on the stage of Carnegie Hall, which is a good place to make a debut. Practice, practice, yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This song, uh, Corey, do you find that this song kind of follows you around? Oh, yeah. I hear I'll it go into a store, everywhere an I go. Everywhere. Well, it's one of the great <laughs> classic rock and roll songs. And there's like, uh, um, there are, it's been covered like all over the place. So I there's wait and there you are. Hey, there's the chance. There you go. I actually do this in concert sometimes. I do it as my encore. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you And Corey Feldman. <laughs> Who sadly never married one of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're a fat kid. <laughs> Of course, Kiefer Sutherland, ladies and gentlemen. I told my son I was coming to do this today, and he said, is Kiefer Sutherland going to be there? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, if he is, tell him your time's run out. Yeah, Jack Bauer. <laughs> tell Jack Bauer. You know, I got to work with his brother. Uh, oh, yeah? He was in the second Lost Boys film. Oh, used, yeah? uh, him playing the bad guy this time. Really nice guy. And he's amazing. It's kind of like eerie how close they are, how similar in their yeah. look and their their whole vibe. It's good. I've waited twenty seven years to say this. I know people I know people who wait their entire careers to have a film like this in their body of work. And that I got this when I was twelve and I've been able to live my entire life and have my entire adult career with this as part of my work is one of the most wonderful gifts ever. And thank you. You're welcome. That's very You're sweet welcome. Of you to say. You're welcome. That's very nice. And I, like I said before, this is the most important film. When people ask me, you know, of all the films that I've made, which is the one that means the most to you? And I always say this one. Always say this one because at the time when I made it, it reflected more of my sensibility than anything I've done before or since. 
and it meant more to me because of the experience that we had making it and what the film is about. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's still, you know, here we are 25 years later and it's, we got another. People are still watching. Still it. watching it and mm. still talking about it. It to me is the the greatest testament to anything you could do. See now for me, it's always been one of those things where I felt like, like you said, it was such a pivotal moment. Pivotal moment, and I thought like, God, why did it have to happen so early in my career? Because it's something you want to build towards. Yeah. And now it's like I wish I could do this today because I feel like I could bring so much more to it. Yeah. But then again, I would do no good playing a 12-year-old. No, well, you could. <laughs> you, you, it's like I, I did a movie called Dickie Roberts. You, with, that's uh, right, I was in it with you. That's right, oh, with, yeah. uh, you know, uh, David Spade. Yeah. And it's all about a guy who was a child star who's still trying to hang on to this, you know, yeah. this thing. Anyway, it was a great, it was great, it was fun. Talking to you guys was great. Yeah, it was, it was really, really a good experience. This. Yeah, Very really nice. good. Yeah, cool. All right, guys, that's it. Well, that was great. This was great. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun seeing you. Really so cool. what? We'll, we'll see each other what in another and twenty-five years. years. Yeah. 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 We'll do the uh, the, the golden anniversary. <laughs> this is the silver, and then we do the golden. That's true. Twenty-five years. I'll be happy if I'm alive. All right, you guys. Thank you so wow. much. It was great. Very nice, guys. Really good. Really good. All right. Goodbye.